This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the State Department gets kudos from Congress for taking quick action when the coronavirus pandemic began. Military officials are worried about the backlog of service members waiting to be given the all-clear to transfer to their new duty stations. And as the Senate finishes up its version of next year's NDAA, there's concern about the massive cost behind it. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Senate applauds the State Department for bringing more than 100,000 Americans home during the coronavirus pandemic. The Senate last Friday passed the resolution drafted by the leadership of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. The State Department's Repatriation Task Force has brought Americans back to the U.S. from 128 countries since the beginning of the pandemic. The agency has also moved beyond just emergency response. Under its Phase 1 reopening plan that began Monday, up to 40% of its workforce will return to the office. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office expands its programs to keep things moving during the pandemic. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. PTO says it will accept requests to speed up initial examinations for marks applicants want to apply to federally approved medical products and services. And it will waive the fee for these petitions. The move covers proposed trademarks for anti-COVID-19 products and service marks for medical and medical research services. But applicants must first have FDA approval for the products and services they want to trade or service mark. I'm Tom Temin. The military stop movement order has created a huge backlog in the number of military personnel waiting to move to their new duty stations. In the Navy's case, officials think the backlog will reach 42,000 sailors by the end of July. Even if all travel restrictions are lifted by then, there aren't enough movers to handle that backlog all at once. Navy officials think it could take until the end of 2020 to move all the sailors whose permanent change of station was delayed by coronavirus. One of the Navy's suppliers spent almost 30 years delivering steel that did not meet the service's standards because of falsified lab tests. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details on that. New court filings allege the top metallurgist at Bradkin, Inc. had been falsifying tests since 1990. The company supplies castings the Navy shipbuilders use to make submarine hulls. The foundry's former employee, Elaine Thomas, has been charged with major fraud. The company has been cooperating with federal investigators. It's agreed to pay an $11 million settlement, and the government will dismiss fraud charges against the company after three years if it complies with all the terms of the agreement. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. One advocacy group says the Senate's version of the 2021 defense authorization bill is too large. The National Taxpayers Union says the bill authorizes military spending at an unsustainable level. The NDAA supports funding for the defense budget at $740.5 billion. NTU says the number is the wrong fit at a time when Congress is already appropriating trillions of dollars to coronavirus relief. The organization also says the bill adds layers of bureaucracy to the Space Force. A leader on a key House Oversight and Reform subcommittee wants inspectors general to review their agency's reopening plans. Here's Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Congressman Jerry Connolly says inspectors general should have a plan to evaluate their agency's own reopening guides. He wrote to the IGs at 24 large agencies. He's looking for metrics that explain how agencies are making reopening decisions, details on their stock of personal protective equipment and other cleaning supplies, and their plans for employees who test positive for coronavirus. Connolly urged the IGs to make sure agencies aren't undercutting safety precautions for the workforce. 
Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. A bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced a new bill to promote science, technology, engineering, and mathematics activities in the Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps. The bill, which has been introduced in both the House and Senate, would allow the Defense Department to carry out a grant program focused on STEM activities for JROTC. Lawmakers say the reliance on cyber and science skills in warfare and the recent coronavirus pandemic highlight the need for more STEM-based education. HUD finally enters phase two of the Centers of Excellence IT Modernization Program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. The Department of Housing and Urban Development made two awards as part of its first steps away from the discovery phase and into the implementation phase of the Centers of Excellence IT Modernization Initiative. HUD and GSA announced contracts to Booz Allen Hamilton to provide customer experience support and modernization and to Systems Engineering Solutions Corporation for cloud adoption. HUD has been in Phase 1 of the COE effort since September 2018 and issued six RFQs for Phase 2 in September 2019. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A technology think tank is calling for large and small reforms to the cloud security program known as FedRAMP. In a new paper, the IT and Innovation Foundation says Congress should pass reform legislation that includes a $20 million funding boost. ITIF says agencies should conduct pilots to test approaches to speeding up and reducing the cost of getting cloud security authorizations. ITIF says despite the fact FedRAMP has evolved, the process still takes too long and is too expensive. Recently hired federal employees with disabilities are not staying long on the job. The Government Accountability Office says 39% of employees hired between 2011 and 2017 leave their federal jobs after one year. 60% leave after two years, but retention isn't much better among federal employees without disabilities. GAO says 43% stayed at their agencies less than a year, 60% left after two years as well. GAO says the Office of Personnel Management should specifically track retention among employees with disabilities and then make the data of available to agencies. The National Treasury Employees Union is withdrawing its appeal of a March federal district court decision that dismissed the union's legal challenge of the last government shutdown. NTU had said it was unconstitutional to recall tens of thousands of IRS workers during the last government shutdown. The court dismissed the case for jurisdiction reasons. NTU did not explain exactly why it withdrew its appeal. The union still has another shutdown lawsuit pending in court. That lawsuit charges the government with violating the Fair Labor Standards Act by not paying its employees a minimum wage and overtime during the shutdown. And the Postal Service's new chief executive outlines his priorities for postal reform. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy tells staff in an all-hands video message he'll work with Congress to restructure what he calls the agency's expensive and inflexible business model. He says long-term postal reform should look at new and creative ways to make the agency more efficient while keeping it the most trusted agency in the federal government. DeJoy also awarded his predecessor, Megan Brennan, the Benjamin Franklin Award, the Postal Service's top honor, after she retired on Friday. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 